And we're live. All right, guys, this is the Pardon My Jerk podcast. Me and Dunk are here. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Open. This is going to be our Open wrap-up show. And we're going to be talking about you about some things going on in the news right now and what has been a pretty crazy final week of the Open. What's up, Dunk? What's going on, man? Open's in the books. Um, we did want to take some time to sort of uh, talk about, you know, our reactions, um, talk about some crazy stuff going on in the news because it just so happens that the week that we are talking about this, a lot of crazy shit has been happening. Uh, it's kind of difficult to figure out where to even start. So, um, but first, uh, I'm dusting something off this week. Uh, we are bringing, now that the Open is over, uh, I'm bringing back jerk work. Okay, so this week's jerk work or this episode's jerk work um, today was a heavy day for us. So all we did was a lot of snatching and snatch complexes, uh, but we did do a fun little hypertrophy finisher. Um, and a lot of CrossFitters struggle with hypertrophy stuff um, because they like taking bodybuilding and turning it into CrossFit stuff. Um, but this is a fun one we did. Um think it's super effective and it's basically um heavy dumbbell rows so grab the heaviest dumbbell you can you have in the gym or the heaviest one that you can row you're going to go eight sets per arm okay 10 seconds on 10 seconds off alternating arms so you're going to go 10 seconds of single arm dumbbell row 10 seconds to rest transition to the other arm 10 seconds of single arm dumbbell rows 10 seconds to rest, trans transition to the next arm, get as many reps as you can. We're going to go to eight sets per arm. You follow? Yep. Yeah. So highly recommend give this one a shot. So grab how, how heavy a dumbbells do you have in your gym? Hundreds. That's what I use is a hundred. And it was like perks. So the rule is in 10 seconds. So I told the guys before we did it, I don't care if your range of motion is, just like two like two inches you cannot stop yeah you had a bunch of bro reps happening in there i bet no it's great though because like you because once you get to that point like every like your biceps your lower traps like and your lats are just all on fire so single arm dumbbell rows for 10 seconds as many as you can get and even at that weight like you can get a lot in there just don't even look at the clock just go till you hear it beat it's awesome was it was it standing like a like a bent over row or was it chest supported? What, what, what I leaned against the pads on the GHD. Okay. Yeah, it, it's good that I, I liked having something like lean against. Yeah. But yeah, well, give that one took... it it takes what? Each set is 40 seconds times eight. That's 320 seconds. So the whole thing takes a little over five minutes. Like perfect, perfect little finisher for the end of a workout. Oh man, those Tabata style things just get me just wrecked. It was good. What did you, you get say a good your pump workout going. is tomorrow? You have Grace? Yeah, I got Grace tomorrow. Perfect one to do after Grace. <laughs> How are you yeah. going to break up Grace? You're going to go unbroken? 15 and no. 15 singles? What I are you going to do? I think I usually, uh, every time I do Grace, I think I go for 20 and then take a breath and just jump back on for 10. Is that faster, you think? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I usually just go like my, my strategy is to like kind of go until you feel like you're about to hit failure, take a little bit of a break, and then you might just go until you, you finish. 
Like That's an interesting approach. We were actually just talking about grace in the gym like yesterday. And I was like, I feel like you either go unbroken and go fast or just do singles. It's like the fastest way to singles. do it. Yeah, but I feel like everybody who just does it like singles, their times are like like essentially like a minute and 40 to like 210. Like, and there's not really like you can't really go really like there's not a whole lot more you can take off of it at a certain point like a minute and 50 to like two minutes and 10 seconds yeah yeah i uh i will i'm always amazed by like how fast like people do singles because it's like oh i'm gonna pump out these 15 and then i look over at the next person next to me doing the same 15 like three seconds slower and i'm like coughing up a lung and they're just kind of you know just going about their day right i'd be curious to compare me and you because our clean jerks are pretty similar i'd be curious to see who who finishes first if i did all singles and you went like 15 and 15 or something. I think it'd be better if you did the 15 and 15 and I did the singles. No, it would not be better. You take a little you bit cycle longer. cycle light barbells much faster than I do. You're yeah. much more, like you're better about that. Um, but anyway, so 10 seconds on, 10 seconds off, 16 total intervals, single arm dumbbell rows, the heaviest bell that you can row. You can't put it down. Awesome back finisher. So – all right, Dunk. So lots of stuff going on in the news. Um, what, what is there anything in particular you want to talk about first? Um, let's talk about the, the Jamie Simmons injury. Good place to start. So what happened with that? You probably read more about that than I did. I actually, I just saw that she hurt her shoulder and that was, and she was pulling out for the year. That, that was really all I saw about it. These women, man, they're dropping like flies this year. It's it's unsettling. Yeah, it's if it seemed the way she worded it though, it seemed like she was like something that's uh, it's kind of not that big of a deal, but it really just affected the workout that she was about to do, so she couldn't get through it. So is she officially pulling out, or is she going to try for like the last chance qualifier? Or I think she pulled she pulled out completely. Yeah. Jeez. I think the um. I mean, that's very unfortunate. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jamie Simmons. Um, yeah, me too. The bigger story here almost, though, is just like, okay, so now we lost Sigmund's daughter. Okay, now we lost Simmons. Now we lost, like, and I, I don't know what's going on with Kristen Holtz. I, I guess she's competing. Um, she's competing in the in the Masters, or at least she's listed as a Master. I know she's listed as a Master. I don't know where she plans on competing at. You know, um, I think Annie Thor's daughter said she was competing, but I don't, I don't think she's really quite back yet. You know what I mean? Like, these, these we're just losing – High-level female competitors all over the place. Yeah, I know. So you're saying Annie Thor's daughter's not back yet? I I think she did the open. Like she's she's given her best shot, but like I just don't think it's she's all the not way back there. Fully yet. back, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, she doesn't. Jamie Simmons doesn't list much about what she did or how the severity of it. She just says she's she's pulling out for the year. So another high-level female. It's just to make it tougher for like that like, women's competitive field. Like very, very high level. Like those are like top 10 finishers typically. Two, two, well, really, if you include Holta, that's three women that are in my, that were in my top 10 power rank. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Best wishes out to to Jamie Simmons. uh, I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. Why this year is more so than any other year. I mean, it's not like they're coming off a grueling season. I wonder if it's because they came off of a season in which it wasn't as strenuous, really. I don't know. 
I think I honestly, man, I think it's just Murphy's law. I think it's just just it was bound to happen. Rule some of point. chaos, like stuff just yeah. happens sometimes. It's just yeah. a weird, weird timing, you know. We watch, we see this in year in the NFL every year, right? Like, sep- we get to like uh, the end of September, and like dudes are dropping all, like ACLs are popping off, like all over the place. We're like, are injuries up in the NFL this year? It's like, yeah, no. it always looks like really bad when you're in the thick of it, you know. Yeah, but these are like the fir- like the not the first injuries that we've had, but like they're 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 pretty big injuries for top level athletes where we don't normally have. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Except for a, a, occasional one-offs, or yeah, yeah, usually you'll see them sort of address that type of stuff. I I don't know, but uh, so I think uh, the the next one I kind of want to transition to in here because most of the other stuff we have to talk about is like open related. Um, yeah. Big news that's been titillated to us for weeks now uh, finally came to the forefront. Mr. Josh Bridges will be participating in an exhibition bout. No headgear. I believe 12 ounce gloves. What is it? Six rounds, three minute rounds against Jacob Hepner. So I actually decided uh, I wanted to, to, Make sure I honored Josh Bridges this evening wearing his uh, his born primitive ju- uh, jorts <laughs> available to you in this month's gains box. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, where my my Josh Bridges official born primitive cut off uh, cut off jorts. If you haven't bought them yet, uh, exceptionally comfy pair of jorts, um, possibly order a size larger than normal because uh they are they're a squeeze. A little, little tight. <laughs> yeah, I snatched in them this evening. So oh, I don't on. know what I don't know how much more of an endorsement you can possibly give to a pair of jorts than I did a full snatch in them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you were right. Six six rounds, six three minute rounds, twelve ounce gloves, no headgear. It is the undercard for the half door Bjornson and Eddie Hall fight. So yeah, there's so much to unpack here. Uh, we could do an entire podcast just about this fight, and we probably will. But <laughs> uh, first things first, like I'm for sure buying this fight and inviting people over. I'm fairly certain I was going to buy it before, but now yeah, <laughs> I'm def- definitely going to buy it. Yeah, for like, real, it, man. It, it needs um, to happen. I, yeah, I want to see Thor and Hall fight each other, first of all. Yeah. That's going to be – those are a two men that it's It's like, going to be no. a beautiful disaster. <laughs> They're going to be – not particularly great at fight, but it's like two men of your size, stature, and strength are not supposed to be punching things. Like you could literally kill the other man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm fair. Uh, I, I I uh I enjoy Eddie Hall's YouTube videos every once in a while, and he's sent a couple of his sparring partners to the hospital already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not funny. <laughs> it's it's not no, it, funny, but. Oh it's, my god! Think I think about it's funny being in the ring with that guy. I think it's funny because someone actually signed up to do this like every day. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like it's like all right, this guy doesn't have a clue out of box, but like you know, homeboy's gonna figure out how to throw a punch. So, all right. So obviously, like I'm a, I'm a I'm Team Bridges, right? I'm I'm rooting for that guy. Um, but I think that's the majority. Yeah, probably most people. But we were we were talking about it a little bit last night. I uh, don't gloss over Jacob Hepner's ability to win this fight. 
Now, why do you say that? All right. So here's here's my pros for Jacob Hepner, and then but then I'll give you my my pros for Josh Bridges. I'll say why Bridges has a shot. Jacob Hepner, uh, ten years younger than Josh Bridges, somewhere in that vicinity. I believe uh, so. Jacob Hepner uh, outweighs Bridges by about thirty pounds. But Bridges did ask him to come down and wait for the fight. So we'll see if he uh, actually does that. How old is Bridges? 37, 38. Jacob Hepner is 31. He is five foot seven and weighs 195 pounds. Stop playing. He's five seven? Yeah. Oh wow. I would have thought much taller. He looks so much taller than that. Bro, why do you think anybody that does CrossFit besides Fakowski is other over like five eight? Dude, five seven's pretty short though like he looks like a like 510 I, I just like i thought that fraser looked like he was 510 but the homeboy is like five foot six and that's generous yeah. uh <laughs> uh wow dude well okay so still advantage and reach to hepner okay advantage and weight. and weight to hepner um adv- like i said advantage in youth to hepner and like and when you're talking combat sports like giving up 10 pounds of somebody is a big difference, much less 15 or 20 or maybe even more. Josh Bridges, 5'5", 170. Yeah, that's about that's what he, he that's what he was saying he was. So I I I and it's like we keep assuming, and like we were saying last night, yes, Josh was a Navy SEAL. Yes, Josh is a certified bad motherfucker, but like that doesn't that doesn't mean he has training in a First of all, a sport. Like, right. you wouldn't say Josh Bridges is going to win this, like, soccer match because he he was a Navy SEAL. Like, boxing is its, its own is its own sport in of itself with a ton of skill involved, you know, and they're both amateurs. Look, if I've seen Hepner shoot a basketball, and it's not pretty. Homeboy is. Like, I, he played football, but I would not call him an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> that was – I was going to get there. <laughs> so uh, uh the uh what is it what was it, the brute throwdown is that what that was yeah yes 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 yeah. that that did hepner no favors oh yeah that did not shine a good light on him athletic ability or prowess for that poor, that poor bastard <laughs> i was uh i was like good lord man yeah i don't know if they could have picked a worse athlete to do the brute the brute throwdown with but so that was going to be my advantage potentially bridges was bridges appears to just be a better all-around athlete potentially pick up new skills like the definition of athleticism is the ability to learn new skills quickly and i would give big time advantage bridges on that one yeah but with that being said i've seen like wrestlers try and shoot a basketball too and they're all garbage at it so it's like (laughs) it's like uh what what can you really take from like seeing that if he can dribble a basketball as as opposed to throwing a punch so that's true that's true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess Bridges has a wrestling background. Does that translate to boxing at all? Maybe, maybe I, just I, living I think, in that sort of combat sports realm maybe translates yeah. a little bit better. I'm sure that, like, Bridges has picked up boxing gloves and, like, thrown some punches more so than what Hepner has. Right. I, were, you, were you like me that, like, as soon as you heard Hepner was fighting Bridges, you were just like, oh, Brit, like, Hepner started boxing the day he signed on the dotted line for that fight. Yes. 
Yeah. Like he was no, doing I, no like, prep going like <laughs> otherwise he did a very good job of hiding the fact that he was straight because that he like YouTube's his whole life. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like you would you feel like you would have seen something at this point unless it was like that big of a secret. So let me ask you this. I got two questions for you. Okay. One, we now have Bridges versus Hepner, right? So now we're we're seeing this whole sort of in the boxing world, like this, like sort of um this trend of like, oh, I can just capitalize on my platform and my celebrity to have people pay me a shitload of money to watch me fight another celebrity, right? So potentially this could be a trend that we see in the fitness community of like, oh yeah, I would love to see such and such person fight such and such person and they'll get paydays and it'll be great for them, right? So who in the CrossFit world would you want to say, let's say in the CrossFit world and in the sports world, who would you want to see fight each other? Oh, man, Box each other, question. I guess would be better. That is a question that I was not prepared for. <laughs> I would want to see, I don't know who we'd fight against. I don't, and I don't even know why I would want to see this person fight, but Roman Krennikov, just because I think Russians are nasty. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> he right. might. He might be the nicest person in the world, but he's Russian, so I automatically am intimidated by him. Well, if if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a nasty, big, strong Russian dude in a boxing match, he has to be fighting an, an Italian American. So, yeah. Joe Scally, maybe <laughs> Joe Scally. Oh. <laughs> who's, who's an Italian American CrossFitter? My God, I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> uh, I, I got one. I got one. Rich Froning and Matt Hewitt. Oh, I wasn't going to get into that. I didn't want to. Why I not? I don't want to go. Am I going to rub salt on the wounds shit, or anything? I'm, even even the part even the part in my jerk podcast is better than slumming down to talk about that kind of drama. We don't have to talk about the drama, but it would be fun to see them go at it because I don't think they like each other. Like. If, if you guys, if anyone listening doesn't know what we're talking about, listen to the Coffee Pods and Wads podcast uh, with a Matt Hewitt episode. You'll hear all the information you need to hear on all that. But I do agree with you. That would be an awesome boxing match to watch. Yeah, there might be too much, too much drama there, but it'd be fun. I thought you were going to say Froning Fraser. Nah, nah, that was that's too easy. <laughs> yeah, um, I, don't even, I feel like that was just like such a over-dramatized argument. Yeah. I would say I would want to see um, Jason Kalipa fight somebody. Oh, yeah. I think Jason Kalipa is just too nice. The, pro- the problem with Kalipa is I don't know if there's anybody in CrossFit that's in his weight class. He'd have to fight like Fikowski. But my first thought is like I'd want to see Kalipa and like Matt Chan. Ooh. I think that'd be a good one. Kalipa and good. Chan. Yeah, I want to see Spieler go get somebody just because he's so small. Spieler Bridges, man, they're like the same yeah. relative kind of. I mean, Bridges has a huge weight weight advantage on him, but I thought that too. I was like, when because they he leaked it a little early. It's like it's another retired CrossFitter, and I was like, give me Spiel, that'd be awesome. All right, I got I got somebody for Kalipa, and you'll All love right. it. Uh, Sam Dancer. <laughs> <laughs> next match. In the same, next in the same weight class. <laughs> Next, next match. We're not, we're not going to open that one up. <laughs> what about two women? Are there two women? Because I'd love, I'd love to see Carl Saunders fight. 
All right, here we go. Cara Saunders versus Pat Belner. That's the one. Cara Saunders, Saunders all day. <laughs> That's yeah, Sam the Briggs, I want to see. Sam, Sam Briggs versus Brent Fikowski. <laughs> dude, dude these, these, it's, it's these nasty British people, man. Like, you know, like, Sam, like, you know that Sam Briggs, she's, uh, she's rolled a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, she's, like, pretty, like, um, she's she's pretty open like that she, it, that she like still drinks beer and eats like the, like she spends time in those british pubs which is funny because she's like the best endurance athlete in cross games history and she's like it's, it's wild <laughs> oh man i would i would like to see froning fight like box somebody just because he's like such a ball sport team sport athlete seem like oh man how are we not going down fraser and garrard oh yeah that wins <laughs> next yeah next question that, that, is, that is one yeah fraser gerard is, is the answer for that one what about like a pro athlete is there any pro athletes you want to see fight each other oh, who's like the scariest pro athlete like in Sue, Sue? Like five years ago maybe well, who who would you say i would say indomitian Sue like five years ago definitely up there um draymond green thinks he is oh uh, yeah <laughs> draymond green <laughs> Oh, let's go like prime Ben Wallace against Draymond Green. No, oh, that's not a, that wouldn't be a fight. Come on. I know, but I would love to see Draymond Green get his face kicked in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that would be a good, that would be entertaining to watch. <laughs> I want to see like Aaron Rodgers fight Brett Favre. That'd be a cool fight. Aaron Rodgers fight Brett Favre. <laughs> nice. Well, there's got to be who've like been some like, there's been got to be some like quarterback drama that we haven't seen. That we can, we can go, that we're not uh, of. We can go Cam Newton and Josh uh, Josh uh, Norman. Ooh, ooh, okay. Or um, Derek Henry fight like a lit like a live rhinoceros. That'd be. <laughs> yeah, I think the rhinoceros might be the underdog. <laughs> That was funny. He was he was like he went viral for like uh for a little bit there. Like every time Derrick Henry works out, like Sports Center is like, we need to get this out there for the public to see. Yeah, and it's like the headline. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. And it's like, yeah, we get it. Like he lifts, like he works, he's an NFL player. They all work out like maniacs. Like that's nothing new. Yeah. And uh and he's not the biggest one, he's just the biggest running back. Right. And he's he and I I actually ran the numbers on this. We're getting off topic, but I actually ran the numbers on this. The thing that he's a freak show about isn't his weight or his size or his or weight or his strength. He's just tall. Like, yeah, there's no other running back in the NFL at six foot three. But he was doing um, he was doing push-ups with his feet on a physio ball, his hands on a band in the rig. So like they're doing the chaos push-ups where the band yeah. is supporting your weight. And then he had a 50-pound chain on his back as he's doing the push-ups. And I'm sitting here watching, and maybe this is how people feel when they watch us do CrossFit. So I'm like sitting here watching, and I'm like, I mean, that's a cool party trick, but what the fuck does that have anything to do with football? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I was, I was gonna, I was like, you of all, like, you would walk into that gym and be like, what a, what a clown. <laughs> What's this guy doing? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, that's cool that you can do that. And of course, this whole entourage is watching him and videotaping him as he's doing it, but I'm like, yeah, that's a that's really great in the situations where you need to like pick up a blitz for a guy that's weighs a hundred pounds 
but he's real unstable, I guess. I don't know. Right. But like, no, just show me a guy that's just strong and explosive. That's what you need to be to be a running back. You know, Dude, I like, I like watching all those NFL athletes that like don't know how to Olympic lift, but clean like 400 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, for real. Well, who was it? It was like Tristan Wirfs. I think I watched him clean 400 for like a set of three. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was, that was, that's, was that's hideous. the impressive stuff. Yeah, for real. But anyway, I digress. We're going to say, we'll save that for when we start our football podcast, <laughs> which is down the pipeline. We got to talk about that later. <laughs> but <laughs> speaking of Fraser, so uh, I heard Fraser on the Josh Matt Sevon podcast, which I think we plug every episode for us. Yeah. Uh, but uh, now for the second time, I've heard Fraser mention that he eats Snickers bars during and during competition. So we have a competition together coming up in April. What is the over under on the number of athletes we see Ooh. there eating Snickers bars? Let's go six. I'm going to say six. Generous. Wow. I wouldn't have said that high, but no. I think you're, I think that's fair. I, see, I think that's yeah, coming from an intelligent and informed position for sure. I think, uh, you got these like local athletes that like think that they're like way better than they are. So they got their like their Pyrex, like oh, yeah. potatoes and chicken that they've got wrapped in aluminum foil to keep warm for the entire day. Oh, my, my favorite at a CrossFit competition is the athletes that bring the, the massage gun. Oh yeah. Th those are the best. The ones that they're just sitting there and just like leisurely, like having a conversation about like how many butterfly pull-ups they can do. And they're just sitting there just like working the gun into their chest casually. Like, you know I've seen some no, people no, bring no. The, the the muscle stem. That's always a good one. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I mean, all of this stuff. Like, I I, I love like this. Just the casual, like, oh yeah, just I, I'm really taking my recovery seriously now. Like, <laughs> that's cool, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I remember a uh, a competition we went to where we brought like a like a three foot long sub. We just went to town <laughs> on that. <laughs> that's the recovery that's necessary right there. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah, it's not a five-day competition, guys. Like, just go lay down, eat some food, you know, get like do like the cool down type of thing. But um so segue, perfect segue. Um Atlas Games and German Throwdown moved online due to COVID restrictions. Where where are they located? Uh I think the well, German Throwdown is in Germany. That, that you'll have to my check my guess. facts on that one. Yeah, that um, my first guess. Atlas Games, good question. Pro I think it's a European one. Yeah, like, I think most of like most of Europe is like shut down still completely. Yeah, cursory Google search talk dunk while I'm doing this. I mean, we we were always going to see some uh, some of these uh, sanctionals get get moved online. I think if if we can manage to get more than half of them. In person, I think we'll be doing okay for this year. So yeah, um, yeah, I think if we can get half, if we can get some with some like some sort of fans at the at the venue, then I think we'll be that's a win for the year. Atlas Games are, I think, Canada. Canada. It says North America. Um, on the the Noble CrossFit Games website, um, I know we went over this before. I just can't remember for the life of me. Um. June seventh, Montreal. Montreal. Okay, Montreal, yep. because I knew I knew the the United States the United States events. So, 
Yeah. So, um, sorry, veered off of course there for a little bit, but, um, how do you feel about this? What do you think? I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, there's, there's no getting around it. Like it sucks that we can't do it in person. Cause it's, I don't think it's as good of a test online virtually. They can't do as much. It doesn't have that same atmosphere. Um, it sucks, but uh, it is what it is. Like, like I said, we don't want to get yeah. into another COVID conversation. So, yeah, we'll, we'll avoid the COVID topic. But I'm just, um, I'm vehemently at all costs anti online competition. Um, I understand the, the necessity for it at, at certain times. Uh, I get why they have to do it here. I mean, what are they, what else are they going to do? Right. Um, keeping my own opinions about COVID aside, um, like good for them for not canceling it. Good for them for finding a viable solution. But um, the, the sort of the bigger thing here is I, I just am not into online competition generally as a whole, especially at the elite level. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you, but it's okay. Forget sandbagging it aside, right? Like let's say we have perfect standards met for everything with like two judges standing over the shoulder, measuring every little thing, right? Fine. Okay. Um, forget the whole thing with like, as a spectator, it kind of sucks. I probably wasn't going to watch the German throwdown anyway, so it's fine. But my bigger issue with it is as far as the elite level competition goes is I'm going to steal, um, James Fitzgerald's, uh, sort of metaphor here. And it's like, basically we're trying to find the world's greatest hockey player. And we're doing it by first entering them in a street hockey tournament. And then whoever wins the street hockey tournament gets entered in a field hockey tournament. Whoever wins a field hockey tournament then gets put into the roller hockey tournament. And then we put them into the hockey game, right. you know? So, yeah, that makes sense. and I was like, wow, that's like, I was at, at first I was like, that's really stupid. But the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, you're kind of right. Like if that's what happened, that's like kind of the nature of, online events is like you just you can't test fitness in the same way you test at the big show yeah i mean you could test it and you can get the the answer it's just not the same as like like if they're going to test two of them online it should all be online or you know what i mean like because they're not going to get the same level of fitness of these two online comps that they are at the six or seven in-person comps and that like it's just not going to be the same Right. And it's like now they're going to have to put out an equipment list. It's like significantly sort of reduced. Like if we're talking about running, like running is going to have to be in it. Right. Well, not everyone's running an equal sort of running course. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, but good for them for figuring it out. And you know what I mean? And we'll hopefully be able to move forward next year. Yeah. Like what, what, what is the plan? Like they're on lockdown. Gyms aren't open yet over there. So like, are they going to, we're going to have it looking like the open did in 21.1. Like that's not, that's not competition standard workouts. Right. Yeah. I got, I hope they don't like, yeah. Can they at least get them into a gym? <laughs> it's like, I mean, the, I just looked it up. It's not until June. So Jesus Christ, hopefully by June. You well, know, I mean, we've been saying, we've been saying hopefully door. since we've been saying, hopefully since last March. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the Atlas Games. So uh, that's like I think I said it said June seventh to the thirteenth. Wow, that's a long one. And then um, the German Throwdown. I'll I'll look that up here quick. But 
Yeah, I mean, I was a little, I, I anticipated it coming. Um, I anticipated it coming, but yeah, just a little bit sort of, yeah, a little disappointed, I guess. Um, looking this up when this is, I guess, I guess it's not that important, but uh, November, no, that's not right. That'd be right. No, yeah. Oh, well, anyway, we'll move on. Um, now, Open. Let's talk about it. Okay. Likes, dislikes, good tests, bad tests. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we get into some of the the cool numbers that that you found regarding like masters registration and stuff before we start to put our thoughts out there? Yeah. Um. Well, we spoke about this previously on a podcast, but uh, the open in terms of gross registration or total registration grew by a little over 10% this year, um, which when you kind of think about it is a kind of a staggering number for the open to grow. When you think about, all right, so we already had all this like negative sort of inertia, right? Away from the open, away from the open, lose. Like, I mean, when you see the numbers that they shot down by in the last two years, it's, it's uh, very eye-opening. So the fact that they managed to turn that around, period, is, is kind of amazing to me. And then on top of that, what we saw was even given all these gyms being shut down, people didn't have access to, to their gym, to, uh, to the necessary equipment. They weren't surrounded by their community. Like how many people sign up for the Open? Because their three buddies at the gym are also doing it. Right. And now we have potentially people training alone or just with their, their spouse or just with a buddy, you know, like, and they're still signing up. Like it shows you like, Oh, there's that enthusiasm still exists. Right. And I, I don't really barring anything going wrong. I don't really see any reason to think that the open registration wouldn't increase by an even larger margin next year. Yeah. I mean, you think that they, they probably can only improve it from here unless like you said, something, just drastically goes wrong in the next eight months. So like there's, there's no reason to think that that number won't jump up by 10 to 20% next year. Yeah. And it seemed like they're a, a pretty rushed timeline too, right? Like, and I think you saw that. And we, again, we spoke about this previously with like the media team where mm-hmm. it was like, they want to build something for the media team. And like, when we were seeing the announcements, we're like, Oh, I know that guy. I remember you. Oh, it's good to see you. Like, you know, it was, it was like, seems like they were, they were kind of just lobbing it up, like right at the last second. Um, I'm really curious to see what we see as far as next year goes when they, we actually have time to really have some runway and build into something. Um, like they did the badges thing, which was kind of cool, you know, like that, that, that type of stuff kind of, you know, it's might seem dumb to some people, but it matters to a lot of people, you know? I mean, it was at least like it was a good show for people to watch. So like people were interested in, in what was going on Thursday night, as opposed to like just kind of looking on Instagram in the morning and figure out what the workout was. Yeah. So by a, a large margin, I want to say. By I think the viewership for that noon announcement for the final week by nine percent was their high most viewed open announcement they'd ever done. And then it was also their most viewed announcement afterwards too. So like the live viewing was up, I might have been more, but at least 9% in 
and then the post viewing was also up afterwards too. I mean, they, they hit like good times. Like it was still fine for the U.S. while also being able to hit Europe and not 1 a.m. Yeah, it was totally cool for us. I mean, 3 p.m. was no issue. Really. I mean, you know, you could still at least still have a chance, opportunity to watch it, you know. Right. It's, yeah, so that was – I. They, I, have a, I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of that. I agree. But yeah. uh, on top of that, uh, diving more into some of the numbers, what we also saw this year was for the first time ever – Masters surpassed individuals in total open registration. That is wild. That, that is that is kind of crazy. I don't know what to make of that. I don't either. I don't either. Like, is it good? Is it bad? Like, what? Right. So we're seeing. So I think it. Part of me just thinks it's sort of just like a natural kind of process of what you're going to see, and just like people have just been doing CrossFit longer. Like yeah. if you started, like I joined my first CrossFit box when I was 22, right? 20, you know, 22, 23 years old. So it's like those, those people that started when they were in their early twenties, mid twenties, like they're master's athletes now, if they have yeah. stuck with it that long, you know, so that yeah. might just be part of it. Um, but I don't know. It's part of me too is like almost like a little concerned. Like, are we not generating new athletes or are we not attracting, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I didn't understand that. I think this year is just going to be such a weird year to judge like who signed up, what age signed up because it was a three week open. It was kind of basic stuff. There wasn't a whole lot to go off of. So I'm thinking like some of the younger, more, I won't say elite athletes, but like, advanced athletes we're just like oh yeah i'll do it i'm not signing up for it though like like you might not have gotten as much from like the college kids or whatever because they didn't want to pay for it but they'll still do it you know right i mean i just i'm just curious i'm like is this reflective of the populations of crossfit gyms are we just seeing are we seeing fewer people under the age of 35 i mean um, if that's the case wasn't that the goal for them though they wanted to hit that upper demographic in age like like 35 to like 60 that's that was their goal for the last i mean forever but they want to be healthier so maybe that's maybe that's one of the reasons yeah yeah it could be um yeah it's just like i'm, I'm like I, I heard that number and i'm like i don't know what i don't know what this is i don't know what I, this is telling me i'd love I to think it, about that more it sounds cool but then it's like once you really start to like dig into like what it means for the actual like sport of it you really you, you don't really know Right. Yeah. Like as far as the sport goes, what does this mean? Does it mean younger athletes don't have an interest in the open? Right. <clears throat> Cause you've seen that, that number, by the way, didn't come out of nowhere. Cause I think this morning chalk up published it and it was like every year they were getting like a little tighter to one another until they eventually really? finally passed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why part of me just thinks that it's like just the cross section in terms of like age demographic is just, getting older but then well, i'm like also also let's think crossfit started out as a sport where people were scared to do it because it was hard now it's become much more of like a like a mainstream fitness so the older people are starting to come in and being less afraid to do these workouts and th like they're starting to understand that they're able to do this stuff you know it, am i making sense 
Yeah, yeah, that could be true. You mean just the sort of the branding of CrossFit has changed? I feel like from like, it feels I feel like, more from like 20, 2010 to like 2015, CrossFit was just a meme on YouTube where like it was just like, if you do CrossFit, you're going to get hurt. And then like over the last like five, six years, it's kind of gotten away from that a little bit. Like there's still stuff out there, but like it's gotten away from like, uh, this guy does CrossFit. He's not going to have knees in the next two years. My less my less optimistic perspective on it is now for people to afford CrossFit almost, or for someone to be interested in CrossFit, they need to be in an older demographic where it's like, probably probably a good reason. That's like kind of where my brain sort of instantly went was like, now is it the person that you need to be in prime earning years to afford CrossFit almost as a luxury. Whereas like maybe in years past when it was a little bit more new, a little bit more novel, People were just like, and it was like this when I got started. It was like, you know, what can you pay? All right. Like, what can you, come on. We just want you in here. Just be, a, right. just come be a part of this. Whereas like now you've yeah. seen so many of them run and it's not a bad thing explicitly. It's not necessarily a bad thing because you're seeing gyms run like businesses now. Right. So it's just, yeah. And, and to a degree, I think there's like maybe a level of Instagram culture of maybe the average 27 year old is more interested in going to the the globo gym being seen being doing the the you know the stuff that they think they're, they're supposed to be doing and maybe when you get to a certain age you realize like the importance of like functionality and the important like the the things that crossfit brings to you yeah but like you said though like you can get a, a globo gym membership for 10 bucks as opposed to 150 dollars membership to a crossfit gym also that right and like if you're like new and you're like all right i want to get into fitness like just looking at those two separate things and not knowing that much about either one, you're going to go with the one that's $10. Right. Especially the intimidation factor, man, which is something so easy for us to forget about. So yeah. if you're, if you're new to fitness, stepping into a CrossFit gym, I can't imagine something much more intimidating. I, I mean, every time I, every time I walked into a new gym, I was intimidated by it, even though I was, I'm not like an elite athlete or anything, but I always feel like I'm an above average athlete. Right. And so. like, I've been doing this forever and I'm in, and I'm fit. Like, yeah, it's, it isn't when you walk into a new CrossFit, if I'm traveling and I, and I drop into a gym, it is intimidating. Yeah. Like you walk in, you're like, I, and you're like, I don't want to do the wrong thing. I don't want to say the wrong thing to the wrong person. You know, what's okay here. What am I allowed to touch? Like, right. Yeah. But, um, so obviously this is the highest percentage of masters ever. The highest percentage of registration was, was my master's. But in other news, I th- th- I think this is a good thing so outright is uh, we've had saw the highest percentage of female registrants, which I think that is just like explicitly like that's awesome. Straight up. Yeah. yeah. Like that you're not seeing women. Um, and I don't want to act like I don't want to pretend that I, I understand the what's going on with a woman when she steps into a CrossFit or, or a CrossFit gym or understand that. But that they're maybe not afraid to compete or not afraid to express themselves physically that way. Like, like it's okay to max out your clean and like let out a big grunt and scream out a big fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, I I think it's, it's really great. So, so uh, that I I thought was pretty cool. I agree. So uh, as, and lastly in my, crossfit i guess open news i had was uh 
the as CrossFit Inc. released the quarterfinals equipment list. So, uh, do you still have that up? Yeah, give me one sec. All right, so read that off for us. Yep, the equipment list for the quarterfinals is all of the open equipment that was on the equipment list for the open. A thirty foot, thirty foot of flat space suitable for movements covering distance. Fifteen foot climbing rope, medicine ball, twenty pounds, fourteen pounds, two dumbbells, a C two rower, gymnastics rings, a GHD, and a squat rack. Competition details, all athletes must provide their own judge. Judge must have completed a judge's course. Um, yeah, that's it. Hmm. And you must provide a video for each workout. Hmm. Um, well, no, I, if, if Matt, I was reading about this last night, I think it's judge or video, but you need to be prepared to send a video no matter what. I don't think they need a video for each workout, do they? Athletes must provide their own judge. Athletes must provide video of each workout. Really? Yeah. I don't know. That's not what I read. I, that's not the way I interpreted what I read last night. So I'm going to dive into that a little bit deeper. I am uh, on the CrossFit Games Instagram page. So you got the email. You <laughs> might be a little bit more well-informed than I. I was reading an article on the games site last night, but I'm going to dive into that a little bit more. But um First reaction, I mean, I'm excited. I love GHG sit-ups. I love ring muscle-ups. I love rope climbs. So it's a lot of stuff I like to do, got thrown into here. First reaction for me, I wish they would have had the rower in the open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also pretty excited that they said that you need to have a squat rack. So potentially the first time ever we've seen a heavy lift out of a rack, out which could rack, be cool. Yeah. So like um, you're thinking you, – I. It's got to be either like a back squat or like an overhead squat. It's got to, it I wouldn't think it just would be a front squat. Right. You think it would maybe just be like a, a one rep max squat clean if they did it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, get a little Plus bit. Plus they did the front squat it. thing already. Yeah. Let's get a little bit creative with it. Yeah. Um, the 30, the 30 foot thing could get interesting for me in my gym. I thought it was <laughs> interesting that they offered it or that they said you need a 15 foot climbing rope. That's different. Uh, Oh, so I was hype about that. Where are you going to put your rope, man? Is, your, is yours 15 foot? 16 foot. So I'm good. Okay. Okay. You're good. Yeah, dude. I'm excited for that one. Um, seeing rope climbs in competition. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely at this point in the game for myself, just going full participation trophy. Just oh, yeah. happy to be yeah. here. That's but uh, I was excited to see some stuff on there that's like, oh, I might enjoy this a little bit more. Um, or some stuff that like, Honestly, some stuff that we do in training very regularly, like rope climbs, legless rope climbs, GHG sit-ups, um, that I, I'm not sure a, every athlete necessarily does regularly. Yeah. You know, no, I'm, um, uh, handstand walking, you know, with that 30-foot, like, if like if those things come out, like, even for a bigger athlete, I think that'll be that'll be cool for me. Like, that's a strength yeah. of mine. I like it because it, like it gives them the ability to be creative with some of the workouts. Mm-hmm. Like, like they don't have the full list of equipment that like you can go through when you're at a typical gym or whatnot, but like they, they gave themselves some, some good options for like programming some good stuff. Yeah. You could, we could really see some cool stuff. So the, um, the quarterfinals go from Thursday, the eighth to Monday, the 12th. So yeah, there's, I mean, we could see four, easily four, if not five, maybe six or even seven 
workouts in that time period. I mean, why not? Why not make it more like give give some of these athletes that uh like aren't going to experience like that get, like games kind of feel. Give them that feel of like getting six, seven workouts in in a weekend. That would be cool. That would that would be a lot a lot of fun. And I, yeah. I, I think it'd be awesome if they did that. Yeah, especially like the way they did the online portion of the games last year, where it's like some of those workouts are quick, sort of easy ones, like the one K yeah. row, the max handstand hold for time, like, like, you know, it, it, I think that that'd be kind of a cool experience. Like, yeah, have us do eight workouts, but like maybe one to three of them take less than three minutes. Yeah, one one to three of them are like almost like floater workouts in like a local competition. Exactly. Like yeah. Yeah. Over in two minutes, like max double unders or whatever, like maybe not double unders, but something along those lines. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's good. I think it's gonna be kind of cool that if you're they put so much stuff out there, it's like I wouldn't even know where to begin on. Yeah. Trying to guess. Like um, it was fun to try and guess for like the, the open because there was only five six things. Right. This, like there's, there's no chance you're going to be able to get. Yeah. Where do you even begin? Right. Like right. just two 50 pound dumbbells, uh, that alone, it just opens up. I mean, how many different things you could do. Right. And there were so many things we didn't even touch in the open. Oh yeah. You know, like, and it's like, do you really think we're not going to do pull-ups again? Right. <laughs> you know, that's, and we still have a heavy, like we still have the barbell that we can throw in there. And I wasn't totally psyched about seeing a rower come back, but kind of assumed that would be the case dude i was just dreaming that they'd be like oh psych we're gonna throw a rower in the last week of the <laughs> so um with that being said so the open is done we've had a couple days to kind of sit back and kind of digest it and decide how we feel about it um how did you feel about the the test this year uh i think it started off with a fizzle and ended with a ended with a pretty good bang yeah like the first workout was fine. Like, it, it, like, got a shoulder pump. Like, it was tough. It was hard. It was boring. And then it got it got better as it went on. Like, seventeen point two. I, I mean, I enjoyed seventeen point two when we did it originally, or seventeen point one. So, <clears throat> um, I, I was happy to see that one. And then I thought that the last workout was like it was really creative and really, really well programmed. I thought. Yeah. I would pretty much agree with everything you said there, um, except I was not a fan of, of 21.1. Um, but the thing about it is like we keep talking valid test, valid test, valid test. It's like if you're, if you're casting a net as wide as a top 10,000, like the test doesn't actually need to be super valid, right? Like because the best athletes, you know, the best of the best are going to make it through there no matter what. And it's like yeah. if we're taking the top 10%, you know, I mean, I, almost, I would probably, it's maybe next year, say maybe take top 15% or take top thinking. 25. Like for teams, for teams, they're taking top 25%. So maybe just make that across the board. I don't know, man. But, I was uh, thinking that they need to, they need to do something different because the elite athletes might as well just show up, give 80%, and then just go on about their next three hours of training. Like it wasn't even like a big deal. Right. For some of these, I think this year the athletes didn't know. Because I think I think what ended up happening is I think a lot of them just went full send on it. They put in yeah. their best effort um, because they didn't know how open seating was going to affect them. Like, right? Did you have right. like do do scores totally start re restart completely clean at quarterfinals? Do we yeah. know that, right? Or like, was it going to hurt you if once you place at a semi, 
if you hurt yourself in the open, was it going to hurt you in semifinals as far as like your heats or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think this year the athletes didn't know what to make of it. And they were like, I'm still going to put my best foot, my best effort into it because uh, I don't know how it could, it could affect me down the road. Right. Did I add a, a random thought about 21.3 and 0.4? Like what if you put that workout in like 2019 when like the, the open leaderboard mattered and there wasn't a lot of spots to like give away. Like some of these top guys were finishing like 1000th in the world because they flew through the first part and then couldn't pick up a barbell. But <laughs> meanwhile, I did like singles on the chest of the bar half the time and I cleaned more than most of the elite athletes did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really want a shot at 21.3 without there being a lift after. Yeah. Because yeah, I coasted. Yeah, because I'm like I'm like as long as I finish, I'm happy. Um, and I only t- I only took one real shot at this workout, so I was like, as long as I finish, I'm cool. And I just want to save the energy for that for that clean, right? You know, uh, because that's where I was going to make up all my ground on that workout, and I ended up having a pretty solid clean complex. Yeah, so, me too. And I did, and I am just I'm not nearly as strong as ninety percent of these guys. Yeah, right. Totally. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to take a crack at this one without them because I'm with you. I think 21.3 was a a very good, very creative, good test. Um, I just – my only issue with it, I'll say my only criticism of it is, is it's kind of in the same sort of vein as the first two were and that it's like this is a great workout for the smaller athletes. Right. So, uh, yeah, because I'd be curious to ask Castro, I'm not going to be openly critical of like the, the movements. I'd be curious to ask Castro why he made the decision to do 95 pound front squats and 95 pound thrusters, which are essentially the same movement, very similar movements. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas, like, I feel like in the past, we would have seen that workout be. Round one is 95 pound front squats, 95 pound thrusters. In that rest interval, you up it to 135. I think it would have been cool if they just had it 135. Obviously, I thought they would think that this would be cool, but I have it 135 the whole way. So it's like, all right, gymnastics favors the small guy, barbell favors the big guy. Who's going to win? Reward? No, reward the generalist. Like that's yeah, right. the whole thing. Is like we want to re- we want to reward the, the athlete that's good at both things, not right. specialize in one. Because you could do well in that workout if you were just a ninja. Yeah. And it's like, you could be ex- like not very strong at all, but amazing at gymnastics stuff and fly through the gymnastics stuff and be like, yeah, I'll break up the front squats in half. Who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, no, but, I but again, I guess the, the truth of the matter is when you look at the top level athletes, that's exactly what happened is the top level athletes are the best generalists. So I guess that's what happened. But I think, I think if this workout was programmed any other year, he would have had to have made it you have until the 22 minute mark to hit your clean. Cause it's just not fair for the people that were at the top that finished at seven 30 to have to hit their clean by 1430. When I can just kind of do singles the whole way through and be fresh to do my clean. I, in my opinion, it, it, just the way that it affected the leaderboard. You don't think it, you don't think it was fair that it was like, as soon as you're done, you have seven minutes. You didn't like that. Yeah. No, no. Cause like the workout for me, was way different for you and it was the workout for you was way different than rich froning see i the reason i liked that that in there though is because if you're 
an athlete like well like what happens then if you get to the when if you get time capped like you can't do a bar muscle up then you have seven, just seven minutes have until the 22 minute mark yeah your the time cap for the first workout is still 15 you just have until 22 minutes to do 21.4 i, I kind of i liked it i wish you would they would have let uh I wish they would have let us have help changing the bar out like they, they had the last few years. Yeah. That would have made a huge difference if I didn't have to change that, out my own weights. That seven minutes went by a lot faster than I expected it to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. And that was like – that was my one – I was like, honestly, the the lift is I, – I love that it was a complex. I think that was awesome. Yeah. But uh, I wish they would have just allowed us to have help changing the bar out because that's such like a – that's such like a kind of an unnecessary sort of wild card. Like just, just let me have help doing it because that's yeah, what, 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 so what does it matter if you have help? Like what, what are you saving? You know? And then like, or, or just make it like take away the time element so much or just, and just be like, you have three attempts. Just do it. Like say you have 15 minutes, right? Just be like, all right, you have like fucking 15 minutes to get it done, but you get three shots at it, something like that. That's, but like you're talking, so three attempts after the 21.3. Yeah. So you're talking like your warm up to like kind of like shake out all the jitters from the first workout. And then basically you have two lifts because you're not like you, you weren't, what did you do for your first lift? You, did you jump right to like 250? Uh, my first, I'll say on my, when I, I went, um, I went to 235, 285. Uh, I think I jumped straight to, 310 and then i took a shot at 320 and missed it yeah so like that first one but see i went 185 275 so i i did it in three lifts i guess i did 185 275 305 i say four lifts fine four okay. lifts you know what i mean get that like a one like warm-up shakeout because right. like it, if you fail that last one which i almost did you're done you're just done right so like and like for 17.2 like i liked um I liked the uh, I liked the workout. Part of me was like, oh, we only have three workouts. I, I would have liked to see like more creativity, but it's like you don't want to ruin the whole repeated they repeat a workout every year type thing. So I thought it was kind of cool, but just the way it shook out for I guess reasons beyond their control, it was like it was really three workouts that were just great for like the smaller athlete. Oh, a yeah, small definitely, light athlete. Definitely a small athlete open. Right. So you know, I would say a light athlete, probably more than anything, just like low body weight athletes. Like, uh, yeah. cause if you were like six, if you're like, if you're like six foot one and weighed 180, you, this is a great open for you too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that 21.3 took out like the, it like took away the advantages of being like a super strong athlete because it brought everybody back down to like kind of the beginning, the middle. Mm -hmm. Whereas like these smaller athletes aren't going to be as ta taxed as much from doing all the pull-ups. So they're not going to be, they're not going to struggle as much with the complex. Whereas one of the heavier athletes who's got to go through all 90 of those reps, their grip is going to be fried. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so, I, I have the rips on my hands right now to prove it. Yeah, but so uh, like it's, it just, it, it was like you said, small athlete, light athlete. It was, that was their open this year. Now, one of the things we were talking about, like when they going into the open was like, okay, they, they no problem sort of shaving time off the open. Um, it's totally like 
the open didn't need to be as long as it was. I didn't agree with that. I like five weeks. Um, coming away from it, three weeks is too short. It I like needs to be a I, month. I like the idea of four weeks with five workouts. I think I think that's a good compromise. Four weeks with five workouts. So you're saying all of them have like a, a two-parter? No. Two, two of them have a two-parter. Two oh, sorry. One, sorry, that's what I meant. One of them has a two-parter, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, like, just like we would always have, like, a 21.1 and then a 21.1B or whatever, like we did, you know? I just – yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like the thought of anything being programmed where someone has to come back to the gym. Like, it should be – if you're going to do two, they should be sandwiched up against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just exactly like it was for this one, like it was for the, the burpee dumbbell front squat power clean one what i want to uh, see is what i want to would want to see is like two metcons back to back that's what i want to yeah, see it'd be interesting to be like all right you're gonna do like like a bike like a bike work like the workout i'm doing on friday with the 25 cow bike 25 box jumps and something else and like three sets of it and or two sets of it and you get a score for each set with one right. one minute rest in between right like so the way they do it at the games too like yeah, you're going to do this one workout, you're going to rest two minutes, and you're going to do the next workout, then you're going to rest two minutes, and you're going to do another workout. And each yeah, yeah. one of them is scored individually. I think it would yeah, be cool. Yeah, that would, that would be cool. That would be interesting. It would be, a, be a definitely a change-up from what they're used to. Yeah. But uh, overall, I'd probably say not my, uh, not my favorite Open, especially considering um, I really think Castro has been on a, on a pretty good hot streak the last couple Opens. They've been really well programmed. Yeah. Um, like, I remember 20... 2020, I felt was a very, very well programmed open, except for 20.2. I hated that workout. But uh, what was 20.2? That was the 20 minute uh, AMRAP, toes, toes bar. bar, thrusters. Yeah. Everybody fucking hates that workout. Yeah. And then I thought ni- 2019 was very well programmed. Um, I, th- I guess, like, like I said, I, you know, I beat it to death. I, I just didn't like the way it started and that kind of soured it, but I guess it didn't really matter. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think the open matters less now than it did three years ago. Also, uh, also side note, I guess they did get a lot of blowback on the twenty one point three and twenty one point four because, uh, yeah, twenty one point one, like, okay, we're gonna have you do wall walks because we want this to be an ultimate level of accessibility for a workout. Psych, you need to be able to do bar muscle ups, and you <laughs> need to have all these different ways so you can do the one rep max clean and. You know what I mean? All that, all that stuff too. So, yeah, I, I think that to a degree, if you're going to set the st- establish the standard of like we want this to be accessible to everybody, um, cool. Maybe try to preserve that through the whole open, not just for two weeks potentially. Yeah. No, the, that they shouldn't have done, or they shouldn't have done muscle ups, or they should have stated on their equipment list that you're going to need to be able to do muscle ups. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I would have been fine with them doing like pull-ups, chest-to-bars, toes-to-bar, or I mean, you could probably get, they probably were complaining about toes-to-bar too, but like pull-ups, chest-to-bars, and then save like toes-to-bar and muscle-ups for the quarterfinal that's in like two weeks. I would argue it's easier to do toes-to-bar than it is chest-to-bar. Like in terms of like ceiling Not clearance, big, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, that was a little weird to me. And then like we, we spoke about it on the, on the open announcement, like, all those weights too and they have to be bumpers basically and you have to be able to drop them somewhere safely like 
yeah, kind of a kind of a big ask for people that don't, you know, that are training at home or training their garage or training at a buddy's house right now, you know? Yeah. But if you got the people that are complaining about not having the right equipment or whatever, but then if they didn't do that and they did another one, like, I don't know, freaking inchworms for time, then you would have had everybody else complaining to be like, Oh, there was no barbell. There was no pull-ups. Like what kind of test is that? Yeah. Like I said, they just, they, sh- I think there should have been like a 135, 95 pound bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like, and then, maybe, and then maybe not a test of not a, not a max lift. Right. You know, maybe do keep 21.3 relatively, get rid of the bar muscle ups maybe. And then like, uh, you know, at, at 21.4, maybe it's like squat clean grace. Oh, you, know, you know, still like a, still like a test of strength. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a different way. Just, yeah. Still a test of strength without sort of taxing people in that kind of like stressing people in that fashion, you know? But dude, my favorite part of the open every year is the, the screaming and the yelling when you're going for that heavy number. Like that is the yeah. best part. So yeah, I mean, that is, that I, is I was cool fine part. with it. I was fine with the, the weights, but yeah. I understand why some people weren't. Yeah. But anymore, uh, do you have any more comments, question or comments or anything to sort of put in on the open? Anything we didn't cover? You want to jump into the leaderboard a little bit? Oh yeah. Good call. Well, uh, let's touch the leaderboard a little bit. Cause there are, there are some interesting things worth, worth mentioning there. Um, specifically uh my open prediction almost came true this stupid ass prediction <laughs> well no my my open prediction for the women's side is remember i predicted someone would come out of nowhere on the oh, women's yeah, yeah. side okay. and win okay. it and we were 40 points okay because tia Tumi knocks the final two workouts out of yeah, the park tia, tia Tumi just decided she's like all right i, I want to win this too yeah no fucking around yeah <laughs> So we almost had Emma Carey, a previously unknown child, win the win the open for the women. Mallory O'Brien's young. Yeah, she's 17 too. She's yep. fifth. And she, yeah, she finished fifth. Uh, I also had high praise for Carl Saunders, who ended up finishing third. Yep. So she's back, baby. Yep. Haley Adams, top 10. Come at me, bro. No, sir. No surprises there. Uh, <laughs> Danny Spiegel finishing seventh was a little crazy to me for her. She oh, shot up. A woman of her carriage. Yeah, she shot up the because she started out a little bit poor, not poor for her standards, and then just got better each week. Some uh, some people that we mentioned also that did that did well. Uh, so some validation to our opinions is Gabriella Gabriella Magala finished twelfth, which is kind of cool. Seeing uh, another European woman on, like on the scene there, I think European, and then yeah, uh, uh, Danielle Brandon also finishing thirteenth. Yeah, Roby's Roby's girl. Yeah, uh, Kristen Holta finishing seventeenth. My well, Jesus Christ, her time on twenty one point two was unreal. Yeah, she's but like, she wasn't first place. What's that? She wasn't first place on twenty one point two. Somebody else, somebody beat her. She took second, and it was yeah. I think it was Emma Carey that beat her. Yep, by yeah. seven seconds, which is crazy. For, yeah, that's yeah, God. And yeah, in other news, uh, Team CrossFit Mayhem Freedom is fucking loaded. If you haven't noticed, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, Andrea Neisler finishing nineteenth. Like Andrea Neisler, she's like she's like the Benny the Jet Rodriguez of the women's field. Like, like she hasn't competed on the school team, so nobody understands how good she is. But like, you could put her out in the games, and it's like all of a sudden she might compete for like you know she compete for top ten. 
and yeah, nobody's finished, ever seen her compete as an individual. They finished first in every workout except for 21.4, and you know that's just because it was like some some a few random teams that didn't have a lot of – that uh, could clean a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the, who's the other woman that signed up that's with Mayhem Freedom now? Oh, God. Give me a second. Yeah. Yeah, see if you can find that real quick. I, 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 it's just I know her name. It's, it's just kind of slipping my mind right now. I can't remember. Um, and then if we make our way over to the men's side, uh, some interesting stuff. Uh, Jeffrey Adler takes home the W. Um, yeah, like, is that so? Like, can you say that he kind of came out of nowhere, even though he like was in the top five last year? It feels like a kind of out of nowhere thing, even though he was. It feels it. No, I don't think you can say that because he made it to the games last year in an online yeah. format and he won an open workout last year. He won the clean and jerk box jump workout. Taylor Williamson. Taylor Williamson, another freaking stud. I didn't know um, Chase Hill was. I didn't know Chase Hill was the other guy. Yeah. That did not yeah. know that. Yeah, that I thought that might end up coming back to hurt them, but it looks like they're just so superior to everybody else, it won't matter. Um okay. Back to the but game. yeah, Je- Jeff Adler takes first place. Um, can't say I expected that, but I can't say I don't think you would say he came out of nowhere. Um and then all kinds of surprises down the men's board. Yeah. This is this is going to be a crazy year of men's I'm competition. Ex- I'm excited for it. I'm, ex- I'm more yeah, excited for the men's than, than I have been in quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. So Scott Panchik, the guy in our Fraser retirement episode, that I w- you were like, oh, who, who should we look out for? And I'm like, Scott Panchik, man, this could be his time. Uh, he takes second place. Um, exact same. I can't believe, I can't believe he's women. sixth. Six and twenty one point three. Yeah, that is yeah. like like he's good at all that stuff, but like I wouldn't have thought like sixth in the world good. Right, and then as we work our way down the line, um, Travis Mead. I would say that would be kind of a surprise, even though I'm, I think he's never made it to the games. He's only been a regionals athlete. Yeah, I um, think so. And then we have also, Saxon Panchak, number four. Side, side note on Travis Mead: he did Murph every day for thirty days prior to the open. Really? Yep. Where's he from? Uh, there was a gentleman that lives out here that did that too. So how many guys have done Murph every day for 30 days? Too many people. <laughs> how do you not too, tear a bicep or like blow your shoulder out? Like what do your knees feel like after that? You know, I have no idea. The yeah, gentleman he did, that did out here was he a did, doctor um, out in Lancaster who did it. And, uh, like he did all his blood markers and everything afterwards, and he got like like insanely healthy and it was crazy. His thirtieth day was March tenth. Good God! And he is Iron Valley CrossFit, which is somewhere that I don't know. Well, while you're looking that up, uh, at the number four slot, then we have Saxon Panchik, which I don't know if anybody predicted either. Uh, and then in the number, I probably the biggest surprise of the entire Open. Um, for reasons I don't know why it was a surprise, uh, but Rich Froning takes fifth place. Wait, why is that a surprise? Because who's, he's, who's surprised he's by that. Thirty-three. Who was surprised? He's doing by that? team. He doesn't really seem to give a shit about the Open anymore. He's finished in the top ten like every year since he started. Like, who's yeah, but surprised I, hope by not. That? I, 
I mentioned I, 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 in the I one, was very I surprised met, by it. I mentioned in the one pod that I thought he might be one of the ones to win it. <laughs> Actually, but it, it also didn't really that. seem like a. And again, like okay, the first workout's going to have wall walks in it. Who's winning it? Or does Rich Froning shoot to the front of your mind? No, no. Yeah. So that I mean, and to be yeah, fair, he did I, take fifty eighth in it. But <laughs> how about my boy uh, Samuel Cornier? Had him in my top yeah. Game. I was going to shout you out on that. Yeah, took seventh place, and and then Noah Olson. I I I had so much faith in you. I know you went for the triple crown. You're losing right I in the first the leg. I called the triple crown. Oh, sorry, he took sixth instead of first. It was a lot. It was it was twenty one point four. He had a chance until two thirty ninth and twenty one point four. Yeah, and then I'm just uh, scrolling away down. There's really uh, I'm just I'm really excited to see how what these how these semifinals are going to shape out. And to be honest with you, um, especially with the German throwdown coming to an online format, which I don't know if I'm going to really watch, but uh, the uh, I, whatever the other European um, semifinal is, I'm probably going to tune in pretty tight for that because there's some studs in Europe. I'm, oh, I'm really yeah. excited to watch that I've never actually seen compete before. Oh, how about that uh, uh, that bum, Brent Fikowski, finishing 22nd place despite being 225, 220 pounds? Yeah, yeah. Talking about, like, the the um, outlier when we talk about big athletes not doing well in this one. Yeah. But be, beats the likes of, you know, uh, you know, uh, beats guys like Cody Anderson and whoever yeah, he finished. else. He finished. Cole Sager, your, your, butt, your best friend. First off, calm down with that. <laughs> Brent Fikowski finished 15th in 21.1. Yeah, I actually thought he did better than that. Look, I got all my money riding on Chandler Smith. Where, uh, where? I don't see him on page one. 59th. 59th? 59th. You're, I, I, you're cashing, you're, uh, you're, your mouth's right into too expensive of a check for for Chandler Smith. But it's good. You hey listen, you ride that horse, man. Hey, look, at least my at least my check is still able to be cashed. Yours went out the window in the freaking first phase. Who was that? Olsen, man. He, he didn't win the triple crown. Done. <laughs> that was a prediction. <laughs> I still stand yeah. by him. Nothing I, nothing has changed for me and my and my horse is 53 spots ahead of your horse. But he didn't win the triple crown. <laughs> And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't get to do the women's and put all my money on Tia Toomey. Shocker of the year. <laughs> no, I didn't put my money. I said somebody out of nowhere had, was going to be. Was gonna, yeah, I lost that had, one too. But she was number one in your power rankings. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chandler Smith was one number one in my power rankings. So my 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 power by. rankings was essentially a top nine. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Well, all right. Perfect place to stop off from right there. Let's wrap this up, listeners. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, do not forget to do your jerk work. Um, make sure you tag us in that on Instagram. Uh, check us out on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel. And don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, that is important for us for getting our voices in the ears of more people. Parting words, Dunk. Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening, everybody.